0: Hello, beautiful. You are listening to Africana Woman podcast. Chulu is my name. I am a writer, personal brand consultant, entrepreneur, and mentor. Having recently celebrated the 100th episode, we had some great conversations on Instagram live that I wanted to make sure you heard. Not only to learn about the amazing female-led businesses, but also to get more insight into what Africana women can offer you outside of the podcast. This conversation is with Lelo Mashatile from Wisdom for Wealth. Oh, it is so good. Enjoy. So hello, hello. Hi. How are you doing? We have our special guest today, and her name is Lelo.
1: There we go. Hey. Hey, Chilu. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. I'm like buzzing. I'm so excited. It's just like <laughs> two more days until 100 episode celebration.
1: Girl, you did it. You did it. You did it. You did it. I'm so proud of you. Um, you know what? Like, I don't think anybody implements like you. I always tell you this. You are you are a chief implementer. And I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Oh my god. Like, like
1: if Chula, if Chula, if Chula says she's gonna do something, best believe she's gonna do it. Like but then and and it's it's such an inspiration
0: there's a lot of chatter in my mind like oh can I actually do it is it possible oh my god I'm so scared but I'll do it anyway I'll do it scared
1: but yeah (laughs) listen they say feel the fear and do it anyway right yeah so I think yeah I, I think I think you just you knocked it out the park and I'm so proud of you well done
0: Thank you, darling. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this live. Please say hi in the chat. Let us know where you are in the world. My name is Chulu, and I am the host and producer of the Africana with uh, Africana Woman with Chulu podcast. So this has been ten days of celebrations online, and today is, I believe, day six or something, I don't know, (laughs) of giveaways. And I am so excited to introduce to you this amazing, amazing woman. And her name is Lelo Mashatile. I really love your last name. Um, and she is the founder of Wisdom for Wealth Academy. So today we're going to have an interesting conversation. Please stick with us. So Lelo, first of all, tell us, where are you in this world?
1: Girl, I'm in South Africa. <laughs> you know, I thought I was going to be in my car having this conversation because of the power outages. But thankfully, my mother lives like 15 minutes away from me. So literally, it was my son's school's concert. And after that, I was like, "Okay, hey, cool. I'm going to go have this live at my mother's house. Like, can I can I at least have some light? Like, please, no, now, you know, you like, <laughs> know, like seriously now you know um so I'm, I'm in South Africa um and yeah I'm, I'm just excited to have this conversation with you Chulu I think I think you and I often have these conversations on the side and it's 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 amazing to to have it in public you know and, yeah. and just to to bring the flavor to everybody else but yeah that's that's where mm-hmm. I'm at Yes.
0: So just a bit of background. I met Lelo through a mutual friend. Um, They have a a mutual mentor. (laughs) And Fatima, shout out to Dr. Fatima, was just like, all right, I need to connect you two. Here, meet go (laughs) and it's literally been like that we got on a call and i think we were talking for like two hours i don't know it was just like non-stop and i Absolutely love Lelo. She's got um, such a passion for serving people and women and just, you know, anyway, she'll tell you more about what she does, but I just wanted to give you a bit of background of how we met and how, I'm just loving the friendship that we are building. So Lelo, tell us about Wisdom for Wealth Academy.
1: Wowzers. Um, yeah, I love Chile. I think, I think if anything, wisdom for wealth has been a long time coming. It's, you know, when you feel like your whole life, you are being prepared for this moment. That's what wisdom for wealth feels like. It's like every experience I've seen, every experience I've had on a personal level was building up to this moment. And I think there'll be more things that I get to, but I think, you know, firstly, Wisdom for Wealth is a knowledge hub. It's a financial knowledge hub. Um, it's it's a space where the aim is to educate as many people as possible about the wisdom to build wealth. You know, I think wealth is such an interesting thing because there's different ways to build it based on your starting point, based on what you have and what you don't have, you know. So I think – but I think there's principles. I think there's wisdom to it um, that – that I think if you apply the principles, then it just makes the process a lot faster, you know. So I yeah. think it's it's just a place where I feel like I want to share with as many people as I possibly can the wisdom to be able to build wealth in such a way that we build for future generations as well. Um, you know, how do I build for when I'm not here, but also how do I build a life that I enjoy? And how do I build this in such a way that it doesn't destroy my soul? Right? Like, you can you can get into a place in your life where you're just building and you're just working, and you're driving yourself to the ground. But your life is unbalanced, you're unsatisfied, you're unhappy. So what does wealth actually look like? You know, is it just money kind of thing? And so we delve deep into that. I think one of my greatest passions and I think one of my greatest gifts is, is my mindset. And mm-hmm. so I think what makes wisdom for wealth peculiar and different from any financial educator is because I, I, I believe that the beginning of all building is going to be the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you will never be able to build wealth and wealth that lasts unless Uh you've got the right mindset. You know, um, I think we really underestimate the power or not, not the power. We underestimate the impact of poverty and what it does to people. So sometimes people will look at people and be like, ah, but you had money. So now you blew it all. What happened? You know, Uh but it's like, we don't, we don't understand how destructive poverty is mentally and even emotionally. So if you want to build and you want to build well, I think it's not just the tools that you need. You don't just need, how, you don't just need to learn how to make a budget, right? You don't need to just learn about asset classes and derivative. You don't, you don't have to all so, – so what I'm trying to say is a lot of people give people tools, and I think tools are important. Budgets are important, you know, but if we don't address the mindset that sits behind poverty, true transformation can't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so unless transformation begins in the mind, it's, it's a farce, you know, it's a waste of time. Like things don't last. So I think for me, it's, it's, it's a passion to teach. Um, It's a place where people can come to just glean and learn and learn from other people's experiences, not just mine, you know? So I'm, it's just a place where we share knowledge about finances and about building wealth
0: in such a way that
1: we don't even corrode our souls.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take it a step back. First of all, what is your background in finance? Cause I'm sure people are thinking, okay, how, what does she know about money and wealth and all of that? So what's your background?
1: So academically, um, I have a degree in economics, um, economic science, and then I actually practice as an actuary at the moment. So I've been writing actuarial board exams what I do as an actuary is really price life insurance products, you know, design them. So when you see somebody saying they're selling a product, whether it's a bank, whether it's an insurance policy, how they get to the price, it's people like me who sit behind that and decide how much we need to charge and decide how we need to start pricing people. So it's it's more like analytics and, you know, just learning all the background in terms of what actually – What are some of the things that determine if a person is going to die in the next year? And how do we charge them appropriately for this benefit, whether it be a funeral product or life insurance or whatever it is? So that's my academic background in finances. But I think, you know, when I approach wisdom for wealth, it's it's vulnerability first and then qualification, because I think um, the things that I've seen, um, you know, I grew up in the township. I grew up in a place that is known for poverty. When you say you come from Alexandra, everybody knows that, oh, okay, Alexandra, you know, some people think when you say Alex, you automatically say that you're poor. So I I understand the, the, the mindset that operates there. I've been there. I was raised there. So I get it, right? So, you know, myself, my family, we've lost about two houses before. You know, I've seen us move from house to house. I've seen us live in one bedroom houses. I've seen people go to work, and get paid at the end of the month and at the end of the day say they've got nothing left. So I've always, in the back of my mind, been asking myself, what is it? Like, why do people keep saying, I'll do this for you when I have money? But they still go to work every day. Like, what is it? Why are they still indebted? Like, what is the issue? So I think, I think more than anything. And then, of course, I joined the workforce coming from a place where I've never seen money, like in terms of generations before me. I, I made my own mistakes. Right. I, I mean, some people when I tell them I made mistakes, they're like, fam, like you haven't made mistakes. People have made mistakes. But for me, th- there've been some financial mistakes that I've made. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's just so much to to share with first generation builders. If you've never seen wealth in your life and you're the first person in your family to even touch money, you know, at the level that you're touching it, it's so important to detox mentally so that you build properly. Right. Um, so that you don't waste what you earn. Um, You know, nobody wants to work and lose it all. So that's my background. Um, Yeah, yeah, actually. Oh,
0: my goodness. Okay. I think let's go there. (laughs) I think it's time for us to just go there. Let's do this, girl. All right. Now, let's talk about the the psychology behind, you know, the money patterns that you learn. Um, Can you just walk us through why is it that, you know, even if we've got that great job, you know, we've been, we've been told to do the, we've done the good things, right? We, we went to school, we got the job.
1: Why are we living hand to mouth? Like what's going on? And, you know, before I answer, I want to say that I'm probably going to generalize. So this does not apply to everybody, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and be everything to everybody because then I'll be for nobody, okay? So my answers are going to be based on what I stand for and what I've seen. Um, but it's, it's certainly not everybody that's affected this way. But I think, you know, Chulu, one of the things that I've seen with poverty is this, right, is that poverty, you know, you go from I don't have this to I am poor, right? So not having something and then extrapolating not having and making it a personal thing. Right. So when people say I am poor, you know, and and I don't like using myself as an example because I don't want to affirm things on myself, but you, you, you've given yourself an identity. There's something about poverty that moves from what I don't have. Right. And having is a difficult thing because having, you know, when, when you have something, then you can either let it go or touch it. You know, you can let it go, you can take it back, but if you are something, then that's who you are. So when we call people poor, we're giving them an identity, right? It's, it says this is a part of your identity and believe it or not, whatever you keep thinking about yourself, you're going to manifest. You're you're going, and I don't like the word manifest because people use it in all sorts of ways, but it's, you're going to, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so then so is he, Right and so it's it's also just how poverty just erodes your own identity you know you you feel the shame you know when you are at school and your parents can't afford to pay for a certain trip and you're the only child that can't go and everybody else gets to go you start feeling like you are poor you don't say that this situation is lack or this situation that is happening so we 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 infer from situations to ourselves and I think that that for me, firstly, is the biggest mistake, which why, which is the reason why I think before we can deal with proper building of wealth, we need to deal with mindsets. Mm-hmm. Because you've already inferred a certain identity upon yourself. I think another thing is this, right? Is that if you've suffered for a very long time and mm-hmm. you have studied, you've gone to school, listened, you've graduated, you've done everything you have probably could have done, you get your first paycheck. It's like for for once in my life can I do what I want like you know for once in my life can I can I just live can I just (laughs) live can 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 I just breathe like you know and and you know and because you've been holding on for so long in pain when you finally get it it almost like you just let go like you just like man I just want to get this I want to get that I want to get this but I think the biggest issue there is that you don't realize that you're not, you're no longer filling a physical appetite for things, right? It's, it's not just, Oh, I want an iPhone and I'll be okay. You are now trying to fix the identity through things. Mm. So you've got this insatiable appetite for buying stuff. And it's like, let me buy this and let me buy this. You never get to a point. Like, okay, I think I'm enough now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when is enough enough? Okay. You've got your paycheck now you've spoiled yourself, but when is enough enough? Or do you just keep going? And for me, the continuous overspending and overdoing is a sign that it's deeper than you just want to live. It's you're trying to cover up an identity you've had for a long time and you're trying to fix it using physical goods. Right. Another thing, another Mm -hmm. thing that we need to look at is that you go to school your whole life. You're being prepared to work. That one. Right. But nobody ever talks about what you're going to get when you get to work. So if, if I'm not being prepared on how to handle the money I'm going to earn when I get to work, what am I being prepared for? To be an employee my, the rest of my life? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Okay. So yeah. for me, it's like people aren't having the conversations that matter when they matter. And by the time you start working, your mind is already attuned to money conversations. You already believe, oh, it's never enough. So let me just quickly buy as much as I can before the debit orders come. Right? Because it's like you just don't have that capacity in, in, in your life. You 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 just you've never seen it. So I think it's a lot of it is to do with mindset, a lot of it is to do with education, a lot of it is to do with tools and understanding. Um, but yeah, look, there's grace. I could say a lot, but I know that I'll never finish.
0: (laughs) Girl. Okay. So that one about, you know, our education systems, just not educating our children, um, you know, when it comes to finances because, you know, your parents, are, they do the best that you can, that they can. They will send you to school because they know that, okay, education is something that is empowering. But the schools are not teaching finances. They're not teaching mindset. Um, then you go to university. University is not teaching you that. They're training you for whatever you are going to, you know, go and, um, you know, practice and make as your career. But then there's at no point is there a conversation around, okay, how do I handle my money? What does it mean to have yep. cash, like, like it grow? Yep. How do I make it multiply? How do I make it work for me? Like, it just doesn't make yep. sense to me. But let me just big shout out to Zambia because um, I think about a month or two ago, they added financial um, literacy to the curriculum. So I'm so proud. It. I love it. I love it at about Zambia big shout out to Zambia on that one um I love it I absolutely love it (laughs) so now you know what I'm now just thinking around okay now I'm hearing the words that you're saying how do I find what is my money story what is the story I have told myself about money? What have I embodied to be as this is who I am, as to this is the situation that has happened to me? How do I get that clear in my mind?
1: I think it's going to take work. I think, I think there's no easy way out. Um, but I think, I think the first thing you need to recognize is ask yourself, how did your parents behave around money when you were growing? What did you grow up hearing people say? I know what I grew up hearing. I, I grew up hearing people saying it's not enough. Right? Mm-hmm. I grew up hearing people saying, "Ah, you know, we, we, we never make it. it. It's never enough. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you know what the crazy thing is about money stories, Chulu, is that, and my mental life saying this to us, some things are taught and some things are caught. So even if somebody didn't say it, you caught it. You caught it. They might have never said to you, it's never enough, but you'll catch it in how they behave, in how they behave when they get their paycheck, in how, you know, the certain things that they do, um, and, and not to blame them. You know, I, I have so much grace for parents when it comes to, to these money conversations, especially when we were growing and because here's the thing, people can't teach you about something they don't have.
0: There you go. There you go
1: what, what do I expect my mother to tell me? Like how, what is she going to say? Do you you understand what I mean? So for me, it's like, sometimes you need to, firstly, I think the starting point of detox is to recognize, okay, I think I've got a problem here. I think my relationship with money, if you start seeing that you got paid today and a few days later, it's like, you've like completely finished your money or, It's gone everywhere else except paying yourself or building your life. You need to stop and ask yourself, okay, what's actually going on? What do I actually believe about money? And then go back to your past because the answer is always there. It's always, what did you grow up seeing? You know, maybe you were denied many things as a kid and now you feel like you need to make up for it. Some people uh-huh. need therapists. I'm not even joking. Some people need therapists. See, eh? I'm telling you some people need therapists. Some people need prayer. Some people just need coaching, right? To talk them through, to say to them, it happened to you, but that's not you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Just because it happened to you, it doesn't mean that you are that it doesn't diminish your worth. You might've felt worthless. So there's just a whole host of being able to work through, but it's always going back to your childhood. It's going back to what did I see when I was growing up? Because Mm -hmm. whatever happened there is what is informing how you behave around money.
0: Mm. Now, you know, I know that you have um, amazing faith, right? And um, even when I look at my own country, you know, it's a Christian nation. And a lot of Africans are coming from some sort of religious, um, whatever it is. So now my question to you is, the stories that we hear about money from our religions, how does that affect us?
1: Don't get me started. Are you sure you want to go there? (laughs) We're going there today, we Are you sure you want to go there? I'm scared. I'm I'm really scared. (laughs) Chulu, you know, I was thinking about this today. I've been saved for about 13 years now. Mm -hmm. I don't remember somebody taking me through a scripture about money in the Bible besides giving. Mm, Come on. Giving is the only thing I believe that I was taught. Mm -hmm. Like, and I mean taught, I mean somebody standing on a pulpit saying, anything regarding finances. Every time I heard about giving in the church, it was about money in the church. It was giving. Am I a giver? Yes, I am. Do I believe in giving hundred percent? Do I believe in tithing? One hundred and ten percent. Okay. Like I don't fault it, but I believe that the Bible has got so much more to say about money and about possessions. Okay. There's just so many other things that are going on in scripture that have got to do with money. And I think that, we underestimate who God is. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and all that is within it, right? It says that silver and gold are his. It says that his streets are made of gold. And it's like, how can I talk about everything that God is and not speak about the fact that he is the God of wealth? How can he promise me abundance? You know, I know that giving is the way to abundance. That's true. That is true. But the Bible doesn't say don't save. The Bible says it is wrong to withhold more than what is right. Mm -hmm. So the Bible is talking about greed. The Bible is not talking about not saving. The Bible is not saying give away absolutely everything you have unless Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit leads you that way. But there's just so much more wisdom that we can glean from the word of God that I believe was not taught. I think most of it I've heard Was giving and and I think you know to a degree, Chulu. I don't fault people. I think people are called differently, um, and people have different focuses. But I but Mm -hmm. I also think that a lot of it. And I heard my pastor say this this week. To say, oh, a few weeks back, where he was saying that because of the the popularity of the the prosperity gospel, you know, at Mm -hmm. some point there was this whole thing about prosperity gospel, you know, mm-hmm. just just jump around and God's going to bless you. Ah, just give me two rand and God's going to bless you. Yeah, yeah. Many preachers started being afraid, right? They started being afraid of speaking about it because nobody wanted to be branded in that way. Mm. But there's a scripture in the Bible that says people curse the one who holds back grain, but they bless the one who sells. There's a scripture in the Bible that also says that A good man keeps an inheritance for his children's children. So wealth building is a biblical thing, right? I was just meditating on Jesus being on the cross, right? So Jesus was on the cross. And after Jesus has died on the cross, it says a rich man called Mm -hmm. Joseph of Arimathea comes and asks for the body of Jesus. And I'm saying he takes Jesus' body and he puts Jesus' body in a tomb he's never laid in. So this was a man who was prepared for his own life. He, he, he had all the money. He was sorted. So nobody can come and tell me that God doesn't use people and doesn't use people's wealth. You know, so there's, there's just so much that I believe that people would benefit from. Um, and I think teaching people about money won't make them greedy. And I think that's another thing that people are afraid of is that are we going to make them greedy? But for me, mm-hmm. if, if all I teach you is to give, but I don't teach you how to make it, I'm also limiting your giving. Because if mm-hmm. I'm a truly transformed Christian, the more I have, God knows, the more I give. It's, it's just what mm-hmm. it is. It's like you just give on extra because it's like, I don't need it. I've got more. So if all, if all I teach you is to give it away and I don't teach you how to build in such a way that you take care of your family, I'm doing an injustice you know? So I think, I think what I'm basically saying is that there is a need for a balanced theology when it comes to finances. And I think right now it's at two extremes, right? It's either people think poverty is, 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 is godly and they think it's virtuous or there's people who are just like, they love money. Like they are so obsessed. They, they, do, they don't want to sleep. So I think like there's two extremes. And I think we need to find a balance in between where we're saying to ourselves, God doesn't want us dependent on other people. The Bible says you must work. You must mind your own business. Make sure you pay your bills on time. That's biblical. That's Thessalonians. So it's, it's, there's just a need for us to have deeper conversations. And I think going back to the mindset thing, that, that understanding of wealth from a biblical perspective is going to help a lot of people with regards to their mindset, if they're Christian, right? Yeah. I remember being yes. a broke tither. I remember mm-hmm. tithing faithfully and still being broke. And when I would ask the Lord, Lord, what's going on? He said, yeah, but you know what to do with the 10%, but you don't know what to do with the 90%. There's principles. There's principles to apply. Mm-hmm. There are principles to apply. So tithing is not magic. It's not magic. He says, bring the tithe and I will put the blessing on your crop. If you've got a crop, it means you've got a field. If you've got a field, it means you've got somewhere that you're going, you're being productive. So whether that be a business, whether that be a job, God says, if, if you will tithe, I will bless your 90% and I'll show you who I am. So I remember being a broke tither and I didn't understand what was going on. And I, do, I, I couldn't ask anybody because I didn't want to look carnal to be like, how girl are you testing the lord why are you now asking when is the reward coming (laughs) but the lord says test me (laughs) the lord says test me now then yeah the lord doesn't say test me in anything he says test me with that i'm like okay but i'm testing you now i'm like lord i'm testing you now i'm I'm testing you now so now where 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 is it right and and look i'm not saying people must do what i did right I just think that I just think that I it was good for me to ask because then I got the answer to say, yes, tithe, but apply principles as well. All truth is God's truth. God God is the God of truth. Truth comes from the Lord. So God is going to give you wisdom. There's people God puts in banks to develop models. God creates actuaries, right? He creates economists. He creates people that know how to do certain things so that people can do better financially. What did Joseph do? Joseph decided, okay, we're going to keep one fifth of the grain and then the rest of it we'll eat. Yeah. We don't keep grain in this day and age, but what do do we use? We use money. So there's so much, there's so much to be said in terms of, of, of faith. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think I think it's a it's a journey. It's a journey, but it's it's a journey I love.
0: Girl, I was about to go into money is evil, but we don't have time. We've gone over. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, like this time? is my conversation with Lelo every single time. Like I love her. Oh my goodness. Okay. Tell us about the giveaway that um, you are so generously giving to one of our audience
1: members. Cool. It's, it's, I think, you know, I'm going to give away an hour of coaching Um, and, and I think it'll be personalized and tailored to the person's pain points, right? Whether you want mindset and you want to talk through mindset or you want to talk through debt or you want to talk through whatever it is that you want to talk through that is Mm -hmm. financial related, let's talk, right? Because, and, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll just briefly share this about myself. Most people don't have money issues. Some people have emotional issues Mm -hmm. and that is what is affecting them. I was a people pleaser and nothing affected my money like people pleasing. Mm. So I could have misdiagnosed myself and said, Ooh, I'm not good at money. No, no, no. I'm good at money. My money got better. The day I got better with my heart. The day I was like, I'm done. I'm setting boundaries. Listen, my money got better. My saving was more consistent, automated, you know? So, so if it's coaching, you need, if it's, it's, if it's setting financial boundaries, if it's, you know, black tax that you want to deal with, if it's let's talk, more personalized, whatever the financial issue that you have, let's talk about it. If I don't know, because I don't know everything, I will put you in touch with somebody who does know. So, and, and that's my promise. You know, I, I don't purport to be everything. I know what I know, but what I don't know, I'll make sure that I find somebody to help you with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys hear that? This is an amazing giveaway. Okay. Really quickly. Lelo quick answers. Okay. Quick answers. Let's do this. Um, why did you want to, uh, why did you want to partner with Africana woman?
1: Why wouldn't I want to partner with Chulu? Like, hello. <laughs> like, hello. Like uh, Why wouldn't I? No, look, I think I believe in what the brand stands for. And I think the kind of conversations you've been able to to orchestrate in a hundred episodes have been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I think I support, I support you. I, I, I support and I love the visionary behind it, but I love what the brand stands for. So why wouldn't I
0: like, yeah. Okay. so, So which one is your favorite episode on the Africana woman with Chulu podcast?
1: Your fam. I would say it's mine, but it's not. So, and I like mine, okay? I like mine. There is an episode
0: of the podcast, so make sure you go and listen to Lilo's episode, okay? Make sure you listen. All
1: right. Mm -hmm. I like Fatima's one. And maybe I'm biased because I know Fatima. I like Fatima's one, right? And I like it because I relate to the story. Mm. So for me, I think I listened to it so many times. I was like, what, what did she say again? Oh, I need to go hear it, you know? So that, that, that is my favorite episode. And, and if you want to ask me which one is your favorite blog, I think the first blog you ever wrote, <laughs> that was, you're funny, right? Like guys, Chulu's an amazing writer. Like, like your humor. I'm, I'm jealous of your humor. Like how you're able to just bring humor into stuff. I'm like, man, I wish I was that funny. Like, <laughs> Absolutely amazing.
0: Awesome. Thank you. All right. And then what would you say to somebody who's never um, been in contact with the Africana woman, anything? I mean, Africana woman has so many things. We've got the blog podcast, like you've mentioned, we've got a community, um, you know, we've got a book club. There's so much going on, but what would you say to somebody who's never been in contact with um, Africana woman?
1: I would say if you want to level up, and you want to find a group of people that are like-minded, check Mm -hmm. it out. Like, what are you waiting for? You know? And and I think, you know, as African people, people on the African continent, that's, you know, that's what I mean is that we need to find people that look like us, that are visionaries, that are doing things right. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get on the gram and to follow the next big, American or British and, and I love Americans and British, no, no offense. Like, and I know there's African people there, but I feel like we need to see more of each other doing stuff and supporting each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if there's anything else I would say to someone who who's never come across Africana woman is that you will find, you'll find people that can support what you do. There's everything for every kind of woman there. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can get a tribe of people that look like you, that are going to inspire you. You know, it's, it's not easy building something that you've never seen anybody build. So when you come into an environment with people that do that, cherish it, cherish it. So yeah, Africana woman is a great community guys. Like she's got everything. chulu has got everything. <laughs> like she's my <laughs> consultant. If she didn't tell you, <laughs> if she didn't tell she's my consultant. <laughs> you know, she's my strategist. <laughs>
0: I Love it. Okay, guys, uh, we, we need to wind down. Um, thank you so much for being on here and listening to us for so long. <laughs> um, actually, I don't even think I think we started late because of our technical issues at the beginning. So I think we are right on track
1: in terms of timing. But thank you so much. Sorry, Chulu. You know, I've got an email address for questions from anybody. Like, they don't even have to write their name. If you start like anonymous, just say ask. At www.academy.co.za, I'll put mm-hmm. it on my on my link. Where okay. even if you don't get a coaching session, you you, you can send in a question, and mm-hmm. there'll be a place where you can get a question answered. Um, if it's a burning question that you just don't know who else to ask,
0: yeah, yeah, fantastic. Okay, guys, um, just really quickly, as we're uh, okay, this is now the real the real wrap up. <laughs> it's like we've been saying bye in text. <laughs>
1: You know, we do this of- all
0: the time, though. I know we're doing this in public. This is terrible. Okay, yeah, Lelo, Thank you so much, my darling. I am so grateful for you, and I'm, I'm I. Oh, this was so good. This was this was so good. And thank you. Say thank you to your mom uh, for. Uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> let's <use our> <laughs> so shout out to mom and guys thank you so much for joining us please join us again tomorrow for our last um, online giveaway it's gonna be a lot of fun thank you
1: love Whoa. you guys see ya bye guys thanks for you. see ya bye
0: wasn't that conversation amazing Lelo has actually just launched her own podcast, and it is called Wisdom for Wealth Podcast. Yeah, I know. You're running. To Go ahead. Subscribe. Subscribe. (laughs) You will find the link in the bio. And when I tell you the discussions are deep on this podcast, sis, they are deep. (laughs) Conversations that we are afraid to have about money, but need to be having. You know, things like money and marriage, rising out of bankruptcy, stronger. How money mistakes don't define you. You can decide to turn things around right now at any age. Again, go listen and subscribe to Wisdom for Wealth podcast. Here's the thing. Africana Woman also has a media arm that helps you create your own podcast. You can receive coaching on how to launch, brand, monetize, and create a podcast strategy for sustainability. You can also engage us to edit or advertise your podcast on social media. So Wisdom for Wealth podcast is edited by Africana Woman Media. Now you have two reasons to check it out. (laughs) To find out how we can help you create your mission-driven podcast, either visit our website, africanawoman.com or email africanawoman at gmail.com.